Welcome to A Journey Through Holy Week. I'm Ross, and I'm glad you're here. We've nearly arrived at Resurrection Sunday, but today is a very different day. Today is Good Friday. Today's reading is from Matthew 26, 36 through 50. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the sun of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man sees him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you came to do. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. Good Friday changed history. But I'm sure it didn't feel like that at the time. The events of the day we now call good The culmination and apparent defeat of this new movement was the complete opposite of the celebratory emotions of Palm Sunday. In fact, as Jesus was praying and his disciples were sleeping, I wonder if he thought about those who had cried out Hosanna just a few days prior. What must it have been like for our Savior to be in that garden praying, knowing that people like me who had cried out for him to save them would soon be cheering for his execution? I actually don't really blame the disciples for falling asleep. From their perspective, which is admittedly a sometimes comically limited perspective, Jesus just wanted them to join him as he prayed late at night after a full meal, complete with wine. And other than some awkward moments with Judas, I'm sure they were still glowing from being so well loved by their dear teacher. That contrast between Jesus and the disciples, while tragic, stands out to me as particularly relevant for us today. 
I can be comforted in my moments of anguish because I know that I can cry out to a God that knows how I feel. But I can also see myself in the disciples, sleeping and missing what God has directly asked of me simply because my flesh was too weak. But there's a moment that stops me every time I read this passage. Judas, with a confidence that can come only from being both so ignorant of one's shortcomings and so confident in one's own ability, greets a heartbroken Jesus with a kiss. What did that feel like? In turn, Jesus responds by calling Judas a friend. I want Jesus to have said that in a cynical, biting, and judgmental kind of way. But I think you and I know that's probably not what Jesus was doing here. I've come to think that by calling Judas his friend, I think he was loving him, even as Judas was betraying him. According to the scriptures, the last words Jesus speaks to Judas are an affirmation of the identity that Judas had, the identity that he was now throwing away. We know how the story ends for both Jesus and Judas. And you don't have to agree with my interpretation. But especially in these stories that we know so well, make sure you take the time to see if God is revealing anything new to you. I'll give you an opportunity to do that right now. As Mia reads the passage again, take your time. Feel the intense human emotions that are happening in that garden and be comforted that we serve a God that knows exactly how we feel. Today's reading is from Matthew 26, 36 through 50. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again for the second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man, seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and he kissed him. 
Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you came to do. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. A Journey Through Holy Week is a product of Awana Audio and a special edition of the Resilient Disciples podcast. Huge thanks to Mia from Chicago and the team at Awana who made this podcast happen. Subscribe to the Resilient Disciples podcast wherever you listen and go to resilientdisciples.com for more resources on child discipleship all year long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for journeying with us. We'll talk tomorrow.